0: This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash TrekFM.
1: This is Houston Huddleston from New Starship, and I'm
0: restoring the Enterprise D-Bridge, and you're listening to Trek FM.
2: T. Earl Grey, hot.
0: It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, Trek FM's best dedicated show all about TNG. I am Daniel Prue, sitting in the center chair this week, and I'm joined by, as always, by the best two TNG co-hosts on the network, to my right, I have Chief Hat Designer Darren Moser. Darren, what are the rules for matching hats and scants? Do, I mean, is it do they have to match? Can they clash a little bit? Is that okay? Let me know what's going on there.
2: Well, after my failed hat, uh, scant boutique went belly up last uh, last week, I forgot we don't use money in the twenty fourth century, so it, uh, it it didn't work out very well. But I am bringing you now, Ensign Moser's Hat Boutique. Anything you want, I can replicate it because, I mean, in an age of replicators, you know, it's all about the design, you know, because people aren't creative in the 21st century anymore. I mean, they just rely on the, you know, the hollow novels and it just, it's deadening the our children of our generation. But, uh, uh oh, but to answer your question, no, 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 they don't have to match.
0: Well, thank you very much for that fashion advice. And to my left, of course, we have junior mixologist in training, Philip Gilfus. Philip, what kind of drink have you been learning to make? Is there anything green going on or something cool?
1: Oh, well, there's a there's a new treat uh straight from Frockus 3. Um if if I had Darren trying it and Darren, I don't think you I don't think you like it. No, actually In fact, I think you hate it.
2: I hate this. <laughs> Can I have another?
1: <laughs> Oh sure, sure, here you go. Um, and also uh, you know, I have this uh new new bottle that I just got from Jean luc it's um on, let me just get a quick taste it's uh, it's green, and that's what I'm going to say this bottle
2: with. of Chateau Picard.
0: Out of its green, you know, it's a-
1: that's actually that's actually a pretty crappy wine. <laughs> he, you know, jean Luke, we're we're friends, and so I think I f- I feel safe. It's really not that good. Nobody on his crew wants I, to tell. I just I'm buy true. the box wine and serve that during receptions.
0: <laughs> well, okay, if if our li- I, I'm sure our listeners are able to tell that we're talking today about another character, and this is going to be our first character who is not a regular. Um, we're talking about Guy. Yeah, I was going to oh, say, right. well, if Pulaski she, she, was
2: only in one she, season.
0: That's right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I Excuse me. I forgot. Not, not well, okay. Now it. I'm going to have to start my she, whole intro over again, Philip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's our first woman who wasn't. Oh, crap. <laughs> that one,
0: too. <laughs> she's really. So, anyways, we're talking about uh, Gyna. Oh, wait. That's fine. <laughs> Our first old. <laughs> no. <Nalaya. laughs> we should be careful about how we, how we characterize her, then. Uh, our first alien non recurring role here. Um, or non-regular, I should say. Uh, we're talking about Guinan, who showed up first in the second season, uh, beginning uh, the first episode of the second season, The Child, and goes all the way to Nemesis. She she has a brief cameo in Nemesis, and which I know Philip is excited to talk about. So we'll I don't even that, remember her in
2: Nemesis, some. so you're going to have to jog my memory
0: on that one. <laughs> Well, it's a good wedding, thing. You did, wedding scene. It's, yeah, it's a good thing you did a little research before, you know, joining the show today, Darren. <laughs> um
1: He hasn't seen Nemesis like most people, even those <laughs> who've seen it.
0: Anyways, we're getting off track fairly fairly early on here. Anyways, um so she was actually she's only in twenty nine episodes and two movies. And um, you know, which you might think she was in a little bit more than that. Maybe maybe you'd think a little bit less. I don't know. I, I kind of considered her to be more you know more prevalent than that i was kind of surprised um but i think she's she... no i just
2: i think it's it's the same as like o'brien it's kind of that mentality where you feel like they're always there o'brien's always in transporter room 3 or 6 or whatever just kind of doing you know his his job and guyan's always there you know tending bar even when she's you know i i get the feeling like she sleeps a lot cuz she's really really old so every time that we go to 10 forward, she's not there. I think she's just in the back in her little, like she has a little corner and she just sleeps. And then she's just ready to pop out, you know, when, when John Luke needs, needs some moral advice. She just knows.
1: He does have an office. We have seen it. That's true.
0: Is that, is that the room with all the candles? <laughs> that's from generations but um no i you know if, if any of our listeners listen to our sister show the orb now you may have thought that i was going to say to the journey there because we talk about I, to the journey, to the journey. <laughs> but i'm actually talking about the orb they actually have this same kind of phenomenon with that they talk about with garrick who's also a huge part of that show but shows up in less episodes than you might think and in gynan's uh, in, in Gynen's example i think it's and probably Garrick's as well, but we're talking about Guinan. It's because she has such a strong influence on on the stories that at every story that she's in, she's she's doing something important something very meaningful. And so I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about her. So let's just start off with, you know, impressions and and overall kind of what do you think of the character, like Darren? When I say Guinan. Are you ha- excited about Gine? Like, were you happy when she shows up on screen? Are you, do you? Are you indifferent? Are you like, ugh, here's this woman again? What do you think of Gine overall? First
2: thoughts, probably nice hat, no eyebrows, but uh, <laughs> but no, I, I want to piggyback off of what you just said about every episode she's in, she's just really well used, and I think that's the strongness of her character that she's just a reoccurring character. She's not like one of the seven, because I think when you have such a large ensemble cast, it gets very difficult to have everyone have something to do. And so you end up having people do just simple or, or things that aren't important. But with Guinan, every time you see her, it's for a very good reason. And she's used in the plot. Well, instead of even if it's a small part, it's still a meaningful part. And, you know, in many other shows and and even other star treks, it's hard to do that with characters sometimes because they just end up feeling like oh well we gotta it's been three episodes we need to show Guinan again because otherwise people are going to forget about her it's like no you just make the character unforgettable and then use her she's like a seasoning you know use sparingly to taste
0: (laughs) oh okay that's that's excellent what about you philip do you feel the same kind of way that darren does
1: well, I think the unique thing about Guinan is that as I'm reading my, my Larry Nemachek uh, companion as I do my rewatch, there's a lot of stories and episodes that were sometimes written with Guinan in mind, but they couldn't because Whoopi Goldberg's schedule couldn't fit it. And the reverse, where they re- wrote something and then Whoopi's schedule was open and they're like, oh, we need to put Guinan in this. Um, and so, it, but it's one of those things, you know. Whoopi Goldberg, you know, she's on TV now, um, on on her show, at least here in the, in the US. But like, I never see Whoopi Goldberg in guinin. Like to me, that is guinin. And 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 Whoopi is such a you know a very outspoken person and, and very out there. But but in this role, she completely to me just you know is guinin. And, and I just don't see Whoopi at all. Whenever, which I think is a just skill to her as an actress. Um, and so I think anytime I see Gynen in the episode, it's, it's always, it's always good, but it also means that, uh, Troy will find herself out of a job
0: <laughs> You know, it's funny that you, that you mentioned that because I hadn't even considered talking about, you know, Whoopi as Gynen. but you're absolutely right. Whoopi, Whoopi has such a huge personality, like in anything that she does, that it's so funny to think of, uh, of Gynen. As Whoopi. Like, of course, you recognize that this is played by Whoopi Goldberg, but you're absolutely right, Philip, that I don't even think of her that way. I think of her as Guinan first. Like When when you see a picture of her and the silly outfits that she wears with the eyebrows and stuff like you're like, that is Guinan. Like, that's it's really it's really interesting. I guess I hadn't really considered
2: I mean, that. you picture Guinan, the character showing up like at the convent of sister act and just, she's not going to start <laughs> toe tapping and singing. No, she's going to sit quietly in the corner and just judge everybody. <laughs> but no, it's like, yeah, you're right. They're, they're completely different entities and that's just a testament to her acting ability.
1: And only because you mentioned it. And again, since I'm reading the companion, I do have this trivia at the tip of my tongue now, but the person who played young Guinan in rascals also played young uh, sister act character oh. in the movie Sister Act. She played like the young Whoopi I in that which too. One was first. Apparently, she she created an, a niche. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this, so, but anyway, I just as a quick hey, trivia. If you, you
2: need like, someone to portray Whoopi Goldberg young, my IMDb credit boy, don't <laughs> go no farther.
0: Darren, this is a little before IMDb. I have to say. Uh that's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> but on the on the Trek BBS, <laughs> <laughs> neener, neener. Mom, get off the phone. I need Kids to
0: ask Kids, ask your parents. Oh boy, cruising on the internet. Okay, um I never sang. But that. you know, I was I was pushing this. A lot, yeah, I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but now seems like an appropriate time. I, Guinan shows up for almost all, depending on how you want to qualify this. I know this is kind of a broad statement to make, and, and I'm not known to do that. Um, but but she shows up for a lot. I'll say a lot. I'll be diplomatic and say a lot of the really pivotal, really important, really memorable episodes of TNG. I was going through and, and plays a huge role in, in a lot of them. And I'm just going to list a few of them here. She shows up in Measure of a Man. Uh, she shows up in Q-Who, of course, which we'll talk about later um yesterday's enterprise which that whole show hinges on her essentially she shows up in the best of both worlds parts one and two family which is great redemption one and two um ensign i'm just throwing that in there because i love ro um iborg which we just did on the ready room this week so so take a listen to that um, and then of course she shows up in generations famously. Um, but there's a, there's a lot going on there. She's, she plays a really major part in a lot of the really, really big episodes of TNG.
1: Well, and I won't talk about her relationship with the characters. Cause I know we'll talk about that in a second, but I think, you know, her role as the listener, as the, the, you know, quote unquote, the bartender as the counselor, really. Um, you know, it, cause we didn't have one right on, on the ship. Did we have a, did we have a, counselor? anyway, um, um, but like the morality play episodes will usually involve Guinan because her unique role is that she's not Starfleet I mean she's the first non Starfleet character in trek, like the first major non starfleet she's a civilian um obviously, um, and so she's outside of the rank structure other than you know Jean lucs her b f f but so she she' like you know she doesn't report to anyone, she can't offend anyone but so anyone can come to her, but she can ask those questions and be that sounding board. So anyone who's struggling with some moral question, great philosophical debate, she'll just be that sounding board and be like, well, what do you think? I don't know. And then that character goes like, oh, man, this is about a big issue that will teach children how to live their lives and have a podcast about it 20 years later. So that's usually how it goes. Exactly
0: how it goes. Um so yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was really interesting. Like especially of course of course, um, like I mentioned yesterday's Enterprise sticks out and uh The Best of Both Worlds as well, where she famously states that she she and Picard are more than friends and more than family. But but we'll get into that later about what does that, that means. What the heck does that mean, Yum? Yeah.
1: She has a thing for bald men.
0: She does. She does. Well she's on the we, record. We do know that Picard was bald even at a young age. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> do we? That's the okay, from scholarly
2: Philip uh, Gelfis. Cannon being ripped apart. It's cannon. not. Look, oh, every she, gauge she, cannon oh, locks. Cannon locks are down. Cannon locks are down. <laughs> <laughs> down.
0: Oh. <laughs> um, but 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 going through this list, I, I I thought it was really interesting, and it's something that I never think about. Together, I never put them together. But Geinan deals with the two biggest enemies of TNG. She's she's had previous encounters with both the Borg, Frangi, and <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> and Q, mm. um, and I, I suppose now is, is 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 as good a time as any to bring up. Let's talk Q. Who, and what the heck is going on? And can someone explain to me what? the 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 jazz hands the cat hands whatever is going on between Gynen and Q what does that mean I have no idea
2: I said maybe it was some sort of prep like if he did some sort of Q thing her species had learned some sort of countermeasure which I would have loved to see because that would have elevated Gynen to like a whole nother level of being BA.
1: Well, and, and to me, I know you mentioned Q-Who, but of course I reject the premise of your question. Um, in Deja Q, to me, that is the best q Guinan moment. Because, like, Q, you know, he's lost all of his powers, he's walking yeah. around with data, he's in Ten Ford, and then the camera just hands <laughs> to Guinan, and Q's like... <laughs> This is not a moment I've been looking forward to. That's just the best scene, you know. I heard they drummed you out of the continuum. I consider it a career change, okay? And Dana's like, well, there's some feeling he might not be telling the truth. Grand's like, oh really? Grabbed fork, stabbed hand.
0: Ah Sounds human to me. It is a great moment, right? It, it's it, like we never ever are ever told. And if you guys are aware of this, let me know, even like I guess I probably wouldn't count it probably but is in the there books. like a book yeah. yeah, is there anything that's that, that that gives us any idea of what this history could possibly but be, it, and why in I mean, un, under any circumstances, would q be afraid of just this old woman essentially is what she is well but it's
2: almost better not to know i mean it's sometimes it's nice having gaps in in like you don't want to completely fleshed out story or person you, you always want at least something to put together in the back of your head because okay yeah they could have gone into a 30 minute epilogue about their species in back history but just the little tiny bit we see on the surface just puts so much in our imagination of what it could be
1: i, I mean q picks on a race that it was already decimated <laughs> by the Borg? I mean, come on, man. That's that's kicking someone while they're down. Do you remember
2: or the
0: Borg, Guyana? Do you remember your planet?
1: Oh, that's <laughs> right.
2: The Borg. T- I
0: will say, said, uh, Darren, that I do agree with you that it is nice to keep some corners of uh, uh, of the story shrouded in mystery, but I, I'm i going to go on the record here uh, and say that I would have much rather have seen Q and Guinan's backstory than Guinan and Picard's in Time's Arrow. I would have liked seeing them
2: in, uh, living together in an apartment. Because that would have been a funny show.
1: (laughs) GQ. So we so we get those two One person One person keeps their apartment full of candles. The other person keeps it completely chaotic. Can they live together or will their differences overcome to build a better friendship? Next on CUNIN. This pilot's canceled halfway through because the characters kill each other.
0: <laughs> They're just doing cat hands the whole time. Um, okay, so we get those two appearances of, of that past relationship. And then, of course, like we've been mentioning, in Q-Who, Best of Both Worlds, Iborg and Generations, we get a, a sense, uh, at least a, a more complete sense of Guinan's history uh, with the Borg, right? So it makes that that motivation makes sense to me, and, and like I said, we were doing Iborg for the Ready Room this week, and it's a really interesting episode because I think it's one of the only episodes where Guinan isn't like she's not on the right side of the of the moral argument or whatever you would say for the entire episode she she kind of has to learn a lesson and then guide the other characters to to learn that as well. And it makes sense, right? Because her whole civilization was essentially wiped out by the Borg.
2: I feel her pain.
1: Well, scattered. But yes. Well.
0: Yeah, that's where we yeah, learn I mean, resistance in, in is I've... not
1: futile. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting because Guinan, as you know, she's sort of like the Doctor... As in Doctor Who, we we don't know really how old she is. I mean, sort of the running gag is we, we don't know how old she is. Um, but she's sort of that that one sort of tap into that wisdom of the ages when we encounter something unknown. Gannon's like, oh yeah, that's Bob. Oh, okay, that's well, Tin Man. He's he um, my you know, pet. That's the Borg yeah, for a millennia. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I guess that that brought the Borgs. Hour and consequences home to a character that we knew because it could just be like, Yeah, the Borg they kill people, okay. Well, that's whatever that means, but like, Oh, that killed your people, oh, that you know scattered you to the four winds, okay. So, but it is interesting. So, does does uh Gainan Fu, does I guess that doesn't work against the Borg?
2: But that's a really good (laughs) point though, Philip, is you know, it it, they used her, her character to strengthen the animosity against the Borg because, again, it was, oh, you hurt our friend. You hurt our friend's people, not just, oh, look, another enemy. I mean, they, they did, that helped to elevate it from enemy of the week. I mean, obviously, it was used many other times, but in its introduction, making that conne- that connection right off the bat, I think really strengthened them as an antagonist.
0: You, and, you know, you're absolutely right, and when q who it comes out that later on in season two, we've only had a handful of episodes with Guinan in it, but already I think they knew that, that the audience was kind of attracted to this character and they, they took her seriously. They they, sh- they thought she was very wise. And so when she comes up and talks to Picard and says, you need to get the heck out of here as soon as you possibly can and get away from, from these people. And like you're, it lends credence to, to the threat that the Borg are and it. And I think that that really elevates it. You're right. Uh, Darren, that it elevates it way higher than just the standard. Well, what are we, you know, what are we going to do against these guys with laser whips? It's like, no, it's more like, whoa. She's like, she's like, don't even talk to these people. Get away from them. They won't even listen to you. Just go and run as fast as you can in the other direction.
1: And there's sort of a sense of dramatic irony because, I mean, even though it's not technically dramatic irony because the characters know about it, but Ganon's like, these guys are really bad. McCard's like. So you say, and then pats Guinan on the head, like, I think we can take care of it. You're mysterious ancient people. I mean, yeah, wah-wah, we're Starfleet. I think we can take care of the Borg. And then, you know, 23 people dead later. Okay. Don't try to to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways,
2: old Guinan. Your (laughs) devotion to the extermination of the Borg has not helped you.
0: Darren, you're going to get yeah, kicked okay, out. Okay. That's... <laughs> I couldn't
1: I couldn't figure I had a father to go. Now, I mean, I almost I almost hesitate to go in Iborg since obviously we can, listeners can tune into the ready room to hear the to hear the the commentary on Iborg. Um, but I'll just suffice to say I know that's kind of an odd point what you said, Daniel, because, you know, Gideon's always sort of the voice of reason or the, or at least the silent voice of like, I'll let you figure it out, but here in Iborg, she's the quote-unquote, bad guy. I, you know, hate all Borg, and they should all be killed, which is an unusual role, and, and I guess it's almost a contra- I mean, I don't want to say controversial, but, you know, to have it's a guy in to that her role instead, to be the role. racist, the speciest. It, yeah, it is, so, and whether-
0: at first I was a little conflicted about it, because I was like, it's weird to see her play opposite how she normally does, but it's also really effective, because it, it does actually go to show you that there's Surprise, surprise on TNG that there is this continuity of this character. And it makes total sense for her to be this defensive immediate, Like, right off, like, instinctually about the Borgs. So, but it also it shows the strength of character for her to realize that she's making this mistake as well. So, like, her first initial reaction is, get this thing, you know, what are you doing? Like, why are you putting this on the ship? This is so dangerous. You know what they can do. And then she's like, but as soon as I talked to him, like, I knew. Like this is a person and we can't be doing this kind of stuff. Remind me in the chronology of
2: Borg. Does the had had they shown how they assimilate yet at that point? Because I mean, if with all we know about the Borg now, I mean, I'm surprised if he was really hostile, he wouldn't have just like nano the wall and just taken over the cell and then taken over the deck. And then, I mean, that's why the Borg are so dangerous because a single one can take over an entire ship. But
0: I don't feel like that part had been established yet by Iborg. We don't get that well, until First Contact. Yeah. We don't get, like, the tubules coming out of things and injecting things. That's that's in First Contact. And I guess what the idea was in Iborg, since, you know, I just watched it, is that he's completely cut off from the collective, so he's kind of lost and doesn't really know, know what the heck is going on. At- yeah, he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing, yeah. so he's just kind of standing Stab
2: there. Tab A into slot B, what does it mean? <laughs>
1: well, y- y- you have to remember, Hugh is an adolescent, and so if if you had taken the Borg um, synthesizer out of his voice, he would have been saying, Guys, what do I do? <laughs> Where's the collective? So he really wasn't that threatening. So
0: Just because he looks young does not make him innocent. That's a great Picard line in that episode. Anyways, we're getting off track here. Again, go listen to the ready room. Is he saying that about
2: Riker when he got his beard? Because
0: he
1: looked a lot older.
0: <laughs> if he <got> beard. <laughs> no, I don't think so.
1: Well, and I right, know but- it it's not necessarily Borg related, but I do. want to, At least that's a, a great scene in Best of Both Worlds where Riker is fretting over the loss of Picard, and guns like. Look, I got over Picard. You know, I know it just happened an hour ago. But he's he's dead to me. I'm done. <laughs> and it's time for you to be captain of the ship. And, you know, if you want me to move Livingston out, I can. I know. And I'll take the books. And you can know, you put your trombone in here. It's all good. Just move on is what I'm saying.
2: I had our picture, you know, in a pad, like the two of us from that one time that I can't tell you about yet, you know, in the past. <laughs> and I just put it face down. I already
0: deleted I him from my him. contacts. So. Picard who? <laughs> what? Um okay well you know so that's interesting that she she can go toe to toe with both the Borg and Q and and maybe not come out unscathed but you know just with a with a mild a mild case of uh carpal tunnel i guess from trying to fend off Q with her fingers but um let's move on to what she's really known for and and we've been we've been kind of talking about this the whole time but let's dive into the fact that what she does and and the role she plays is that she's influential in in the lives and the decisions of, I'm pretty sure, and I could be a little bit wrong, but I'm pretty sure, she has a special moment with everybody on the crew, right? Like there's, there's, you can point out a character and say, there's an episode where Guinan, they come to Guinan for advice, and she she helps them to find. That's their why way, people right? go to
2: Ten Forward because it's where Guinan knows your name, exactly, and exactly. your
0: problems.
1: I, I I like how you. S- Oh, Alia said, "That's her job. Like, isn't her job to be a bartender or, or a hostess? Or, <laughs> but like, no, no, her job is to be a counselor. If you really want a drink made, you go to Data. Like, nobody does their job on this ship. Apparently, <laughs> it's like they had one of those swap.
2: Let's learn the, you know, how other officers do things, and they just never switched back. <laughs> Data became the bartender. Guinan became the counselor.
1: Troy's a pretty good engineer. I don't. Troy's pretty good, good at she's... making
2: command decisions."
1: well let's okay i heard first officer isn't that challenging
2: (laughs) jordy please go into the jeffrey's tube and die
0: (laughs) but this is interesting to me it really is because it's 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 frustrating and interesting to me because gynon from the get-go from her first episode even though it's not a great episode but but her part is good and she is the counselor we should have had troy be The whole time. So I don't understand. There's no excuse that these writers f- should have fumbled the ball so much with with Troy. And then is it, is it like the acting difference between Whoopi Goldberg and Marina Sirtis? I don't think so. I mean, there is a big acting difference, sir, I think, but I, I still think that I could have gotten behind, you know, a, a competent counselor, Troy. Can you guys think of a reason why? They knew. They knew. They, they they knew they messed up, right? Why else would they bring another character in to play that role to fill that? She's not job. the counselor that the enterprise
2: needs, but she's the counselor <laughs> that they wanted.
0: <laughs> so you're saying <laughs> that she's the dark knight? is what you're saying. That's what you're trying
1: that, to say. That is racist, Daniel. Does you she slowly put on that hat? Oh,
0: hang on, hang on now. You know, don't even. You don't get to say that. But no, I think...
1: Wait, are you saying that's not her real voice? It's, hi,
0: I'm Guinan! Oh, <laughs> wait, I gotta go kill someone!
1: She puts on the hat
0: and her voice changes completely.
2: <laughs> well, no, I think I think you're right. I think to a point... Is there a voice synthesizer in that thing? A modulator. But
0: no, I, I kind of
2: agree with you, though, Daniel. I think Guinan's character does kind of patch some of those holes left by the Troy character. I, I feel it's not so much Troy's character that led to kind of the failing of her in that counselor role it was just the writers the writers didn't write it and they they almost it was almost like one character too many and and it's just okay what do we do with this and there wasn't really us she kind of had a bit of the bones because bones was kind of the closest thing we had to a talk about your feelings counselor guy but there was no template for that role from the original series
0: yeah, but no, that's my point. I agree with you wholeheartedly that it comes down to the writing. But my point is, they they got Guinan right, right out of the gate. They failed with Troy until, like, season six. So it's like, that's what I'm asking, is why is it that that Troy failed so hard for so long? and then But they got Guinan right. And they essentially fulfill the same role in the episodes that they're in. Like, you'll notice that Troy's not in a whole bunch of the episodes that Guinan is in cuz what does she have left to do at that
2: point Ever the one where she loses her powers and then, and then
0: right more than one female character
1: what do you think this is
2: <laughs> although that would have been interesting if instead in season 1 they had made just Guinan as the main character and then later in season 6 brought in this new character that was a, a uh you know a, com- a commander or lieutenant commander or whatever she was
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think, not to be wonky, but I I think guidance usually solves the problems of now, whereas a counselor, not that they can't do that, does the more, you know, long-term issues, like have you been assimilated by the Borg and have nightmares for the rest of your life? Okay, that's a job for a counselor, you know. Picard's not sitting down, drinking, developing an alcohol problem with Guinan. No, I mean, he's going to Troy to get long-term treatment. You know, so it's like psychology versus your bartender, which, by the way, I know this is such a stereotype that, you know, your bartender has, like, was is the listener and you drink. Has anyone ever done that with a bartender?
0: Uh, I, I don't. So. I don't
1: go to bars, so.
0: I, don't know, I I assume, I just think it's. I think it's one of those. Like, I don't. Well, think if that's I a owned a bar, thing. I, I would think, call it Gold Press Latin. I think like. I okay. Like a strip yeah. bar. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, those are bars. But, uh, of Gold Press Latinum, Philip, not strips.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not slips, not
0: strips,
1: but bars.
0: <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> oh, bars. <laughs> oh goodness,
1: <laughs> Lordy, all the gold that's fit to. Um, but. All that glitters is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and I, and I think what's early, established early is her relationship with Jean Luc. And so she has access to the to the captain, which is very important for that role, right? You know, she's just, she can like call down the bridge, just waltz into the ready room whenever she wants to, no appointment at all. Um, and so she just has that liberty. But I almost think in some ways, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think her relationship with Jean-Luc is actually the least interesting, and not that it's not interesting, but I think the way she works with other characters is actually, sorry, the way she works with other characters is actually more meaningful for those characters.
0: Yeah, like, we're told, we're, we're told a lot that... The relationship between gun and Picard is important, and it means a lot to them. But we're not ever really shown it. And when they do again attempt to fill it, and I, and I'll I will preface this by saying it's my opinion, in Time Zero, it's done very ineffectively. I think, like, yeah, okay, they they go back in time and and have this adventure or whatever. Um, but uh, I I kind of agree with you where it's like, okay, that's that's fine. But you know, in yesterday's enterprise, we're, 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 it, which is probably the best example of where, even though it's technically an alternate timeline, it's where Picard takes her counsel the most seriously, or where I guess it carries the most weight, anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I, and I think that's sort of that. One thing I like about Guinan is that she is a mysterious character, and and I know you you, you we've already mentioned it, Daniel, but but I mean. To me, I'm fine with her being completely mysterious. You don't have to explain anything. I mean, I like filling in the gaps. And so when they attempted to with Time Zero, because, like, to me, I can't remember the episode. There's, like, four episodes before Time Zero where she kind of alludes to, like, oh, you know, a bald man once saved my life. And so they've been dripping this throughout the whole season of, like, you know, there's this big meeting and there's this big meaningful thing. And then it's, like, Time Zero. I'm like... That was it. I mean, just don't show me if that's what you're <laughs> gonna do. You know, just let, let it be mysterious. Not that I I, I don't hate Time Star as much as y'all do, but still, it. it I will. I certainly ig- agree that it, it wasn't that great after building this all up. Got in Picard. Got in Picard, and it's like, how's that more than friendship? And I, you know, I okay. You, you had it. You had. You went through the movie Speed together. I got it.
2: Well, and every time that she says like more than friendship, more than family, it's like so you both hate your families and you have Thanksgiving together, like that's the picture I get. I don't know, it's it's a strange, it's a strange picture.
1: Well, and we know, I mean, and I, I mean, I'm a hundred percent on this. Maybe someone wants to argue. We know it's not romantic. I mean, and so it, but like to me, I feel like they should address that. Like they never say this. Like it's more than friendship. It's more than family. I'm like. You also have to say, but not, it's more but not quite that. It's like that's, that's higher than next a three, level.
2: but it's lower than an eight.
0: <laughs> so, are you saying that there maybe have been uh, possibly a, a friend zone situation happening th- for one of the other characters?
1: Yeah, she's not a fan of Shakespeare, and that's a that's a that's a deal killer, a deal breaker <laughs> he for John.
2: Like he never serves it.
0: <laughs> it. It was funny because. Um, again, this is this is total coincidence, uh, listeners. I didn't plan on this, but when we were, when I was reviewing iBorg for this week's ready room, um, there's a scene that Picard has where he's yelling at Guinan and 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 getting very very emotional about the Borg, and he does the same thing with Lily in First Contact. And I know a lot of people level that criticism against Picard that he maybe doesn't act like the regular picard in the movies but i would have thought that was a a a very and i don't know if it was intentional or not but that was it was a very smart mirroring of those scenes between these these women that that you know picard's just kind of he's trying to express his frustration of the situation to you know like like what they did to me like you understand you have to understand that this is this is insanity
1: which Guinan has a, a great technique, and, and, it, and boys and girls, feel free to use this. When someone's yelling at you, what Guinan does is get quieter. <laughs> that is the best way to win an argument. So let's see if we can run down this, guys. Let's let's,
0: as a challenge to ourselves, let's see if we can think, uh, give examples of every time she has counselled a, a main council or a main counsel, a main character. So obviously we've already said Picard in um, yesterday's Enterprise and a thousand other episodes. We don't have to. We don't have to lay to, to name them all. Barkley. Riker. Well, ooh, Barclay. Okay, we're gonna say Barclay. R- I was gonna go we down the line, Riker, but we can uh, do Barclay. But
1: yeah, Rik Riker, best of both worlds. Yeah,
0: best of both worlds. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, Troy, the loss.
0: The loss. Yep. Which is oh god. Okay. Uh, okay. Jordy
1: helps his dating life
0: yeah which episode was that though i can't even remember
1: um it was
0: i'm looking at these episodes right now
1: Aquiel. no she yep. wasn't in Aquiel. it was the one um the one i say you can't ever remember transfigurations
0: nope it's not on the list it was like a season three or season four episode wasn't it? i feel like
1: well, it's gonna be well. She, it was gonna be the Leah Brahms episode. Yeah,
0: you're right. I can't find it. Anyways, but we're we're on the right yeah. track. Worf.
1: Um, Worf. Well, she does Worf's parents. That's
0: right. That's what I. That's kind in of family. what I count in family. Yeah. Well, and and, the prune and juice. she does have two so.
1: good interactions with Worf. Yeah, prune juice, and she also beats him in phaser dots. <laughs> hey, phaser <laughs> dots is right, hard. Face- okay.
0: <laughs> is that like dipping Dots?
2: But not as tasty. <laughs> it's the game of the
1: future. Wes- okay, what about Data? Right, I'm not going <laughs> to. Well,
0: Wesley,
1: we'll do, we'll do Wesley. Wesley. Wesley was in. Um, Where she flirted with uh, Paul. St- Paul Stubbs was was. Oh Wesley, yeah, Paul you're Stubbs right.
0: But is that it's Evolution when when the uh, yeah when the uh, Evolution? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah yeah. Um, okay, uh, Data. And this Data. Hmm, might this be one's tough. This is a hard one because I-
1: Data's hard to counsel. A
0: yeah. I mean technically she counseled four data in measure of a man. I would say if we have, I would
1: say in um
2: the uh in generations emotion chip bar scene.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess it's not really counseling, but well, we, we can count it. We can count
2: it. Oh, we'll count it. We'll reach. She made him hate, okay? Herbert, That's Herbert, pretty Herbert. strong emotion right there.
0: <laughs> and then Beverly of well, so course did the lore. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, that is true. Lowered did uh, and then Beverly, of course, uh, in Suspicions, which was her final episode uh, of the show. Right. That's the one where she's uh, like, when... what
2: do we know about this girl?
1: No, that's another, another one. one. That's Evolution, actually. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So she's also, there's, there's also a little bit of that. Well, I think one of her best relationships, I mean, if you're going to say Picard, fine. But to me, I think Ensign Rowe and her had a pretty... Mm great relationship in the beyond friends that beyond family think, some would say and I know <laughs> well I mean in the episode appropriately entitled Ensign of course which we did that commentary on but I mean Guinan makes it a point hey you are my friend I will stick up for you you're I'm, too late I, you're my boo um, I believe that's her exact words and then and then in rascals it's her and Ro again, where she's helping Ro discover her childhood um, and kind of counsel her and all that stuff. So, I mean, you usually see um, Guinan and Ro. I mean, that's that's sort of the power Which, team there. Now
2: that you think about it, I don't think she's in the episode where Ro and Geordi were, like, phased out of existence because she would nope. have had some...
0: Next phase. Yeah, she would have Next had phase. a lot to
2: say. You know, I mean, Data was saying stuff about Geordi, but I think she would have been the one to give Ro's eulogy, not stuffy,
1: big stuffer shirt. Yeah, Riker... Riker was going to give the uh, eulogy.
0: Interestingly yeah. enough, yeah, there are, there are layers yeah. to that relationship that, we won't get into. Well, the
1: one time we slept together when we lost our, our I'll minds never forget, and even though we well, lost our. Anyway, this may not be appropriate eulogy. <laughs> uh,
2: well, Barkley like we said, so that, you know before, you know, did, I mean that man just is a walking psychosis, and we all know Troy can't help him. So,
0: even
1: though now, she tries to I know she counseled. He counseled Jordy about Barkley, but did she ever counsel Barkley directly?
0: No, because the only episode that she was in that Barkley was in... Yes, she was. No, she did, because he was talking... Oh, no. Nope. I just totally mixed that up in my mind. Because I was thinking that Barkley told uh, Guinan that he likes warm milk, but it was actually... Guinan who told Jordy that Barkley likes warm milk. Who's Barkley is...
2: talking to in the episode where he's well, saying, like, I'm the guy who goes into the
1: corner and doesn't know he's talking to Okay, yeah. But but it's an off-screen their relationship then that Guinan has yeah. gotten to know. That yeah, because I was in 10 yeah, forward. Was, there you go. We count it. Count it. For canon purposes.
0: <laughs> so really, she helps everybody. Really, there's, there's not anybody that she does not help.
1: No. And she even uh, teaches Ben to be her counselor to the lower decks. So you know it all works out. She she has a franchise program of listening, um, and so she makes she, sure to she hit has everyone. a good ben saying is... that
2: people think Deck One's the most important place in the in the Enterprise. It's all about ten forward. The ship would fall apart. It's true. So yeah,
0: I, you know, I'm gonna. I think I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? I, I think I'm good here. Um, mm-hmm. We talked a lot about her. I'm gonna. I'm gonna close out. I'm gonna give my closing uh, statement here. Is I actually really like Guinan. I think she elevates every episode that she shows up in. I think that every time she does show up, she she lends credence and gravitas to the scenes and to the impact of whatever she's doing. Um, from even from the child all the way to to Nemesis, which which we didn't actually talk about. So. D- do, I don't
2: know oh, I'm sure. remembering now. It's when Picard's having issues with his double.
1: Well, I, I mean, I think one thing about Guinan is that throughout the series, she makes all these little factoids about her life. Like, oh, you know, like, I, I, I can't remember the joke. Something about, like, something, but she mentions, like, her father is apparently is still alive during one TNG episode, like someone makes like something about like, well, you know, some 700, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, Oh, you mean like my dad or something? I don't know. Um, she's been married how many times? 23. More than Pulas So basically her and Pulaski are tied. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and, and like, she has this huge family, like in, and, and this crazy uncle and, mm-hmm. you know, and she has children. That's right. She has children. Um, who apparently never visit. So, it you know, doesn't tell them but, where she is. Know, sort of, <laughs> so I mean, she definitely has this rich um, backstory. Uh, kind of reminds me, in a weird way, of Flocks on Enterprise, yeah, as children and lives and, and, and everything. Kind of like
0: Dax too, right? Like, wouldn't I, wouldn't it be an interesting conversation between uh, well, uh, Dax and a Trill i uh, and...
2: Gynna probably have met like at least a dozen times over the course of yeah, the, right, <laughs> their joined lives.
1: And I almost think it's interesting. I know we talked a little bit about it, but generations in the, tw- well, I don't know when that takes place, the late 23rd, or early 24th century, whenever that Enterprise B is. Um, and we see her beaming over from the Lukul, I can't believe I remember that, um, <laughs> and beaming over to the Enterprise B, um, and we get to see her. You know, It's like, oh, well, there she is. And then, you know, time's arrows, there she is. You know, doesn't seem to have aged a bit. It's apparently she's like Sir Patrick Stewart, never ages. Maybe he's um, an owl. So- <laughs> 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 well, and then, I mean, and, and not to, to get broader, but we act, the only other L. Orion we meet, right, is Soren. Soren. Right, so. The, Dr. So Tolian, never, I don't know,
2: I like pocket I'm watches I'm a listener.
1: We listen. We,
2: with our ears. <sighs> right now, Miss <Mr>. LeForge. <laughs> Listening. Time. Time.
0: <laughs> Burning. The fire in which we burn.
1: Actually, I do know history. If I'm not correct. You're dead. <laughs> Knowing oh, history oh, and reading memory no. alpha are not the same thing. <laughs> I love how the guy in an episode turned into do bad to Malcolm, McDowell <laughs> Malcolm McDowell impressions. Malcolm McDowell impressions. He's got Haji such a McCartoson. great voice though. <laughs> I could listen to
0: I could literally listen to Malcolm McDowell and Patrick Stewart talk to each other oh, all yeah. day and that would be enough <laughs> for me. <laughs>
1: Oh. Well then and then what is um the piece of Gynan in the ne- floating around in the Nexus? That's kind of yeah, interesting,
2: right? um... It's one of her Horcruxes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. If you're gonna mention that she has a horcrux, you have to come up with six more horcruxes. I'm not saying she's the, rest the Dark
2: Lord. Acts. She hasn't killed like seven people. <laughs> Jeez.
0: The rest, the rest are hats. The rest are she hats. has six hats as, and, and one in the nexus. No <laughs> one's gonna be able to track
2: that thing down. That's actually really smart. You gotta <laughs> getting into the nexus smart, is yeah. near impossible. <laughs> that what the Boz is trying to do. Kill one of her nexus.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Send in your your uh, uh, fanfic of of Harry Potter, Star Trek crossover because that would be like my ultimate fantasy. That would be fantastic, but uh, well, it's part of it's so fantasy, wow.
2: part of it's science fiction. So, it's...
1: what subject would guynon teach? Now I'm gonna to have to think about that.
2: she would be the headmaster, the headmistress.
0: I don't know if I can see her. No, 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 no way. She would, she would be you, um, Professor. Where she'd run the owls, which,
2: like the
1: owl department, she,
0: the owl running yeah. department. No, she, she's
1: basically. <laughs> God, Guys, she's the Hagrid of the Enterprise. Oh my game.
2: gosh, she's the Hagrid. She's so true. <laughs> you're a wizard, Picard. I used to raise dragons back in the 1800s.
0: Except her,
1: except her tea and cakes are a little bit better than Hagrid's.
0: I should not have told you that.
2: I should have not have. <laughs> actually, you're not supposed to be here this Hagrid entire time. Oh, I shouldn't have told you that. <laughs>
1: Did she have a bed, a, a pet dog we never saw? Well, we know she kept a, a phaser rifle under the bar for safety purposes. To shoot
0: but. into the air? Yeah. To po- <laughs>
2: Now, remember, you know, she's pretty much, like, there, right above her is nine forward, which is, I think, like... A, another like really nice lounge for like which is now which an is empty now, room you know yeah. the void of space thanks ginen
0: it's now a crime it's scene a crime is that what you're scene, saying yeah. that's how
1: that's how i handle competition around here <laughs> quark okay. has nothing on her
2: oh that well, we been a are crossover. we are quark and Gynen, like uh the ne- next top chef quark and Gynen. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Top it. Neelix
0: get them all together. Oh my gosh. I don't think uh, I think <laughs> I think both of those characters, Quark and Guinan, disliked Q the same amount. So it's it's certainly possible that they.
1: Uh... The secret ingredient is a tribble. Good luck.
0: <laughs>
2: Rarest of breeds, never before discovered. We thought they were extinct. Now, will you?
0: <laughs> Darren, your joke just totally trailed off at the end there
1: <laughs> Did your joke see a Klingon? Me. Nee, nee. <laughs> it did, it did Wait Darren, you're a Klingon
2: That joke hated you <laughs> This man is a Klingon
0: Is that what we're gonna do every time someone's joke is terrible? Just start making squeaky <laughs> noises <laughs> from jokes? <germs? laughs>
1: This joke doesn't like you. <laughs> I was trying.
2: I can't think on the fly. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Okay. All right. <laughs> Save me, Daniel. You're my only hope. <laughs> I'm just gonna end the show at this point. <clears throat>
1: well, wait. Here's a question. So, what happened to Gaiden, Right. So, Enterprise D uh, crashes. Yeah, she
2: died, ground right? Because I mean, the, I'm sorry, but ten forward um, is not no, the place we, to we be when a
0: saucer's crashing on a planet. Variant sweet Oh, that's the yes. Enterprise
1: E not have a bar. I mean, what, what they did. To they it? did. They showed
0: it. It was you know where they had the 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 an insurrection, Philip. You love oh, insurrection. Like Why can't you remember this?
1: Because there was no guy in, so I it, it, you have to retire the name. That's yeah, maybe a, you're it's right. It's actually a trademark. Tin forward. It's not actually just because it's on tin forward. <laughs> uh,
0: no, we do like like I mentioned that we didn't talk much about, but we do see her in in Nemesis through for the um. For the uh, Riker wedding, which, you know, I was I watched that so, scene just it's the, it's before it's the this Troys, episode, <laughs> the Troys, you're right, <laughs> Captain Troy. Um, and I just want to say one thing. And, and Philip, then you can jump in. I just want to say that Worf had the decency to show up to the Troy wedding. And yet nobody shows up for either his wife. I'm surprised well, either he his was invited or his wife's to the
2: Troy wedding. Because let's just think <laughs> about it. That's pretty much her ex at this point, and that's really <laughs> awkward.
0: Well, that doesn't. But no wonder that's why why he showed he got up. Drunk really. Payback.
1: Fast. Oh no, yeah,
0: exactly. No wonder he spends the entire. <laughs> the last wedding I was at was for my wife, and everybody else is like, "Who? What?
1: <laughs> You're so secretive, Worf." Oh, you mean you mean Kalar? Yeah, oh, that was tragic man. that she That's... died. <laughs> Too soon. Oh wait, you got one married of
2: your again? Your wife showed up in a God, torpedo tube. Really the other should. one we shot off when she died.
0: <laughs> Worf, how is it that you've had two wives and yet your stupid son is still alive? That's the question.
1: They call Worf the Black Widow, <laughs> <laughs> not the Avenger.
0: No, that that would be very sexy. Okay, this is too well, we've already seen this more without fun. a shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, no, no. it's nay.
2: Well, let's not go down that rabbit hole again. Literary tracks. All
0: right, we're like just meandering yeah, at this yeah. point. I'm going to end the show.
2: Lots, <laughs> lots of editing. If we meander too much more, Plassey's going to walk by at an opportune moment to discuss it with us.
0: What <laughs> like they were both introduced in the same episode. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Alright guys, well you know, like this has been really interesting listening to your thoughts and opinions about Gynan. We didn't actually get to talk about everything I wanted to, to, to talk about, but there's it's kind of a kind of a complicated subject. But believe it or not, here on Trek FM, Gyan is not the only person we've been talking about. We've been talking about a plethora of characters, so take a listen at what you may have missed on all of the other shows on Trek FM.
2: Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, like it's it's been talked about, you know, by Shatner that he's like, oh, I wanted to have the Enterprise find God or something like that. Well, how does that work? You know, well, right. Uh, you know, and it's like, what well, it doesn't work the way you're doing it in this movie, Earl Grey.
2: What if it was like a geeky tween boy, Data, Data, where are you? They're just
0: like, shut that up. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Data. I've got a problem.
1: The ready room.
2: When they finally do get rid of Decker, it's on Kirk's personal authority as captain of the Enterprise. And like it seems to me, if you're say a captain in the U.S. Navy, and an admiral takes command of your ship, you can't just like get rid of him because of your personal authority as captain of the ship. The orb. And, and again, it's it's something as you know as we said before, the system is not set up to allow him to express that idea in any other way. But by the spectacle of this trial, which would presumably be impossible to hide, it is a way for him to express this alternate viewpoint that maybe the, the morality of his society is, uh, is under threat.
1: To the journey! We are here to talk to you about a very heavy-handed topic. This is kind of a dark area for us. No, I'm just kidding. We're talking about death and Voyager. Commentary, Trek Stars. When they fall out the pod people and they say, why? What year is it? And Data says,
0: why? It's the Earth year 2364. I fell off my chair 47 <laughs> times.
1: He's like, they just put oh okay okay warp five archer doesn't close himself off to any possibility he takes the evidence and comes to the best choice that he can and that's not always easy for anyone but that's the kind of person that degra is too melodic tricks In fact, it had two versions of the theme one which ran from seasons one to three and one which ran from season four onwards. Now, some people prefer the first music with the poignancy of the lone trumpet, others prefer the second incarnation.
2: Continuing mission. If we were to sort of able to rewrite the canon, the uniforms we've got, they were the uniforms in the middle of Enterprise and TOS. But because they were designed during a time when peace wasn't as prosperous as it is in the original series, the uniforms did have a bit more of a virtuistic look to them.
1: Literary Treks. You know what I love about comics, though, sometimes, is what happened here in this panel with Beverly and Troy. Clearly, Troy's stunt double wandered into the scene. As <laughs> was to say, is that Troy? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what else is happening on Trek.fm.
0: So check out these shows and get in on the Daily Trek Talk. You'll find them on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Windows Podcast Directory for Xbox and Zune, or you can stream from the website. Just visit TrekFM/PD for podcast directory to get all the links. Before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor, who helps us bring Earl Grey to you each week. And our sponsor for the show is Audible.com. Audible is a great way for you to read all of the books you've always wanted to read, but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from, And new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive, Federation, and Spock's World, not to be confused with Spock's brain, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice, along with a 30-day trial, to see just how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read, and that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trek.fm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trek.fm, and we thank Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek Fm. And you can also directly help us keep Earl Grey coming to you each week, and that is by adopting some aliens. Well, illustrations anyway. If you go to track.fm slash donate, you'll find eight original alien illustrations by Tabu Ushi, who does most of the artwork that you will see on our website. They're available as both badges and art prints, and there are different contribution levels for you to choose from. Just let us know which one you would like in which format. Again, you'll find them at track.fm slash donate, and your support helps us pay for the cost of production, hosting, and bandwidth that's needed to bring the show and the network to you each week. All right, Darren, and if people want to find you elsewhere, uh, you know, on the internet or wherever, like, other things you're doing, where can they reach you? If they wanted to talk about Scants and Hats, where could they find you?
2: Yes, if they'd like to talk with me about Scants and Hats. And we never see Darren They, they can, can find me on Twitter under username DrSciFi. That's D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And if they want to talk about general science fiction as well, they can also listen to my other podcast, The Dr. Sci-Fi Show, where we're talking about B science fiction movies this month.
0: Very cool. Very cool. And, uh, Philip, what about you? Where can they find you?
1: Uh, they can also find me on Twitter. Um, I am username Public Servant, And I will listen to whatever you have. You just turned into Frasier right there,
2: so th- that that would be an even better crossover. Have um, the captain from the um, – my joke doesn't work
1: because I can't remember the names. <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. It's always me. Your punchline <laughs> is in the wrong
1: place. This man is a Klingon.
0: <laughs> <No. laughs> oh, Those Klingons? <laughs> all right i'm okay. cutting all of um, this out and,
1: <laughs>
0: no you gotta keep it all how nobody's gonna understand our podcast nobody's gonna understand our triple purring jokes <laughs> at any point in the future if you know not keep this okay in. okay <laughs> okay <clears throat> <laughs> and, And if they want to find me and talk about Guinan or anything like that, you can reach me on Twitter at 1UpDan, and that's the number one, not the word. All right, guys, I know Guinan is way more likely to shoot at 9 forward than 11 forward, so I'm going to head down to 11 forward to relax a little bit and maybe see if I can get some peace and quiet instead of, you know, every crew member going down there. Uh, But we will catch you next week on Earl Grey. Engage.
1: Make it so. Make it so.
2: <laughs> My brain is gone. My brain's gone. I was like, "Wait a minute, that that's, doesn't sound that's right." What line? Say? Well, I was focusing too much on the fact that uh, eleven forward is like, you know, forty meters back. There is no, it's not right below. I have it on my blueprint. Well, what I'm <laughs> making your joke has to make technical sense <laughs> to the manual. <laughs> <laughs> to the manual.
1: It's on, it's,
2: I see it, well, it's because my screen, my desktop is literally a cross section of the Enterprise. and I'm literally looking at it right now going, wait a minute. Engage. Live long and prosper. Make it so. Fire.